Moody's is one of Warren Buffett's long-term investments. Is it a potential opportunity? We'll perform an MCO stock analysis like Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. We'll reverse engineer his decision-making process to look at the most telling business numbers before estimating not one but two fair intrinsic values from Moody's. Along the way, there's going to be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Moody's for your stock portfolio. Then you're going to want to watch till the end when we give our rating. So is Moody's a potential opportunity? Right now, Moody's trades for $309.60 per share. Year to date, their performance is neck and neck with the S&P 500. Moody's is up 12% while the index is up 10.5%. In the last five years, Moody's has beat the market. They compound at 16% annually. In the last decade, that's the same case. Moody's compounds at 16% annually. Their market beating performance widens over this time. When we go back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18 and a half years, Moody's has compounded at 11 and a half percent annually. That's not all for shareholders. Right now, Moody's pays a 0.97% dividend yield. This is added to their returns in their stock. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Moody's? Moody's is owned by a lot of super investors, with 15 of them having positions in the business. These include big positions from Chuck Ockrey, Valley Forge Capital Management, and Chris Hone. Moody's is also owned by well-known value investing names like Guy Spear, Warren Buffett, and Tom Gaynor. In a combined portfolio of all the super investors tracked on Dataroma, Moody's is the 10th most owned business. They make up 0.8% of the entire portfolio. Moody's is one stock super investors have agreed on. 15 different super investors own the company. Warren Buffett first bought Moody's as a spinoff from Dun & Bradstreet in 2000. For the most part, he's held over the last 23 years. He did sell some of his position during the global financial crisis. Since 2013, however, he's held strong. Since his first buy, Moody's stock is up more than 20 times. Right now, Moody's trades $60 below its 52-week high. The company trades $70 above its 52-week lows. Just about 1% of their shares are sold short. How big is Moody's? They're a good-sized company. They have a $57 billion market cap. Moody's, along with S&P Ratings, is a leading provider of credit ratings on fixed-income securities. Moody's rating segment, known as Moody's Investor Service, or MIS, includes corporates, structured finance, financial institutions, and public finance ratings. MIS represents a majority of the firm's revenues and profits. Moody's other segment is Moody's Analytics and consists of Research Data and Analytics, or RDNA, and Enterprise Risk Services, or ERS. RDNA's products include credit research, quantitative credit scores, economic research, business intelligence, know-your-customer tools, commercial real estate data and analytics tools, and training services. ERS includes risk management software solutions to financial institutions. Now with that background, let's dive deep into their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns on capital. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. In this time, Moody's returns on capital have gone down each and every year. These were slight at first, and then their returns really fell in their last year. They earned 28.5% returns in 2018. This was brought down to just 18% in 2022. Still, over this time, Moody's earns 25% returns on capital in a given year. 
That's more than three times better than a normal business. This is a huge check on metric number one. The decrease in their returns on capital is something you may want to keep your eye on. Metric number two, we want growth to support their high returns. We want to see sales, earnings, and free cash flow growth. This is all or nothing. These all need to be up. In this time, Moody's has grown their sales by 24%, their earnings are up 9%, and their free cash flows have grown by 20%. It's small but steady growth across the board for Moody's. It's another check on metric number two. Metric number three will look at Moody's like a shareholder in the company. We want earnings per share growth. We learn their earnings have grown by 9%. At the same time, Moody's has bought back 5% of their shares in the last five years. This increases ownership for shareholders in the business without shareholders having to pay a dime. Moody's earnings per share are up because of this. It's another check on metric number three. Metric number four, we want free cash flow per share growth. This is almost the same thing for Moody's. The only thing different is Moody's has grown their free cash flows faster than they've grown their earnings. Their free cash flows are up by 20%. With their 5% share buybacks, their cash flows per share are up faster than this. It's another check on metric number four. So far through four metrics, Moody's is perfect. Before we look at the company's balance sheet and estimate Moody's fair values, how about we check in on our bonus? Right now, Moody's pays a 0.97% dividend yield, but is their dividend safe and does it have room to grow? That's what we want to see in our bonus. Moody's has grown their dividends in each of the last five years. They also have grown their cash flows per share up until today, even though this growth hasn't been as steady. Still, in all five of these years, Moody's easily supports their dividends using their cash flows. They have a very low dividend payout ratio. This is what we want. It's a check on our bonus. Moody's looks like a good dividend growth stock. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses or even go broke. Metric number five, we want their net debt to be below the sum of their cash flow in their last five years. Moody's has increased their net debt over this time. They grew this from $3.9 billion in 2018 to $6.2 billion at the end of 2022. Today, this is at $5.6 billion. When we add up Moody's free cash flows over this time, they earned $8.1 billion of free cash flow. That's above their net debt position in any of these years. It's what we want. It's another check on metric number five. Moody's earns enough cash flow in their business to cover their debt loads. They look like they use a reasonable amount of debt in their business. Flawless through our first five metrics, does Moody's have what it takes to go six for six on our analysis and be a perfect select six stock? Why don't we find out? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Moody's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of two ways we'll estimate Moody's fair value using their free cash flows. Right now, they have a $62.5 billion enterprise value. This looks at Moody's like a private company. By It adds their net debt and their market cap together. In the last five years, we learned Moody's earned $8.1 billion of free cash flow. When we divide this by their $62.5 billion market cap, we get a 2.5% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Currently, Moody's produced $1.65 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get a 2.6% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. These both come in below the yield from the 10-year treasury. This means they're below our risk premium as well. Coming in all the way on metric number six, this is our first and only X of the day for Moody's. Don't just throw the business out. You're going to want to see what their fair value per share is before you watch for our rating. 
Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Moody's. This brings us to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate Moody's fair value per share. A DCF model is like any model in any field, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We'll start with an average of Moody's free cash flows in their last few years, then use assumptions to grow these into the future. Moody's has been a very predictable business in its past. That's no guarantee, but it can better inform these assumptions. It's up to you to figure out if this will be accurate or not for Moody's. If we assume they grow their average free cash flows at 10% each year for the next 10 years, then in the next decade, let's assume these grow at 8% each year. We won't add in Moody's tangible book value. This is off based on how the accounting is done for their share buybacks. Since being spun off in 2000, Moody's has bought back around 3% of their shares on average in each year. That's insane. This usually doesn't happen for a business, which is why their accounting is thrown off. Moody's has shrank their shares outstanding by half, bringing these down from $326 million in 2000 down to $185 million at the end of last year. Still, if we want a market-beating rate of return of 15% like Warren Buffett, at today's valuations, an estimate of Moody's fair value is around $114 per share. Please keep some key points in mind. This is a huge one for the business. Right now, Moody's trades at a 40 times PE. Their median PE in the last 10 years was 29 times earnings. They dropped to as low as 14 times earnings. Whether their multiple shrinks or grows can be a huge headwind or a huge tailwind to a business. Because Moody's trades above their historic multiples, it's more likely as the business grows that their multiples will shrink and this will be a headache for investors rather than expand and be a good thing to investors. It's not just their PE that's off, their price to free cash flow is also above where they've been at historically. Moody's trades nearly three times above their minimum in the last 10 years. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before you make any investment decision. Warren Buffett cares about the numbers, but the qualities of a business are even more important to him. Let's learn about Moody's qualities. We'll start with a long thesis. Number one, even if issuance turns south, strong pricing power and GDP growth should cause a rebound in ratings revenue. Number two, Moody's analytics franchise is in the early innings, and over time this segment can drive profit growth. Number three, Moody's can benefit from higher levels of regulations. Regulations have benefited incumbents in the ratings business, and regulations on banks can drive growth in its compliance, know-your-customer, and risk management tools in Moody's analytics. But it's not all sunshine and roses. Let's look at a short thesis as well. Number one, higher interest rates, corporate deleveraging, and higher spreads could cause a decline in bond issuance that will weigh on ratings revenue. Number two, from time to time, Moody's faces headline or regulatory risk in its rating segment. Most recently, Chinese regulators suspended ratings activities on its joint venture for Chinese domestic bond ratings. Number three, while it's a low probability, regulators could seek to introduce alternatives to the issuer pay model. Also, in August of 2023, Moody's chief financial officer stepped down. They had an interim CFO effective September 5th. Now let's combine Moody's numbers with their qualities as we give a rating. So far, we've learned in our analysis of Moody's stock ticker MCO, they have almost all the signs of being a wonderful business. It's no surprise why Warren Buffett and so many other super investors have investments in the company. Moody's together with S&P Global and Fitch, 
make up an oligopoly in the ratings market in the United States. Ratings are almost a must-have for issuing debt, with businesses and organizations paying the price that these companies charge. Moody's earns very high returns on capital, around 25%. They've grown. They've also bought back their shares over a long, long time in the last nearly quarter century. Moody's uses some debt in their business, but they earn enough free cash flow to easily support this. With their share buybacks and a growing dividend that's supported by their free cash flows, Moody's has returned a lot of capital to shareholders. The real ding against the business came when we looked at their free cash flow yields. Right now, these are under both the 10-year treasury and any risk premium we wanted. When we used a discounted cash flow model, at today's valuations, based on those assumptions, if you want a market-beating return of 15% like Warren Buffett, an estimate for Moody's fair value per share is around $114. The big key we pointed out was the expansion in Moody's multiples. These higher multiples added a lot to the gains in their stock over the last decade. When we look at Moody's qualities and their numbers together, they look like a great candidate for more research. While their multiples are lofty, Moody's may be a wonderful business. If you enjoyed our MCO stock analysis, like it, subscribe to the channel for more, and watch this next video.